Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast that delivers cutting-edge food as medicine solutions for optimal health. Allie Miller is a nutrition expert sought up by the media and America's top medical institutes for her revolutionary functional medicine interventions. From disease treatment to prevention, every episode will empower you with ways to put yourself back in control of your health. Please note, the topics discussed are for educational purposes only. Now welcome, Integrative Dietitians Allie Miller and her co-host Becky Yu. Welcome to the Naturally Nourished Podcast. You are joining us for episode 311, where we are shifting from our usual nerdy functional medicine perspective to just more of an introspective episode. So in today's episode, Allie will be sharing her learnings and reflections from her recent sabbatical, as well as an exciting update. And then we'll just break down maybe some practical ways to move into action mode if you're in a space of burnout or overthinking or, um, you know, stuck in more of the, like, you have things to do on your checklist and are not super inspired by them. Um, so kind of moving through some of that stuckness and, and just finding your flow, I guess. Yes. I know we did that episode. I didn't write down the number, but the finding your fluidity or Mm -hmm. flow and fluidity episode, which kind of resonates on the concepts in today's episode. And then back about a year ago, episode 268, more specific to me personally, where I shared updates on the balance of hustle and flow and on faith and the shifts in my functional medicine career. So we did talk about in 268, the kind of start of the concept of my orchard and gardens, which we'll be kind of picking back up on in today's episode and um, a whole lot more. So just sit back. It's going to be hopefully a fun listen and um, keep you up to speed on what I've been doing since I've been out of the pocket. Yeah, and especially with you sharing less on Instagram, which I can totally appreciate that need for that boundary, but listeners are going to be excited to hear everything that you're up to. Yes, absolutely. All right, so let's just have a quick word from our sponsor for this episode before we get into things, NutriSense. Yes, so NutriSense provides a continuous glucose monitor that will give you real-time glucose data. And you wear this CGM or continuous glucose monitor for upwards of 14 days. So for two weeks long, 24-7, you are seeing what's going on with your glucose levels or your blood sugar levels. NutriSense takes the guesswork out of what's going on as they provide you a really user-friendly phone app that helps you to combine and visualize your glucose data with your daily activities. So you're able to log your sleep quality, stress peaks, uh, exercise, the time and the intensity and what you did, food. So you can use their app to upload what types of meals you're eating, even taking pictures of your food and snacks and beverages. And then they have certified coaches that provide personalized recommendations on how you can improve your health. We personally met the team of NutriSense just a couple weeks back at KetoCon, and it was really awesome getting to chat with them. We also had Kara on the Naturally Nourished podcast, so we can link that episode as well if you're looking to learn about troubleshooting your CGM data. But we love working with them, and we've seen a lot of clients as well as ourselves make a lot of aha moments within our wellness, within our metabolic flexibility, within realizations of the impact of stress on blood sugar alone. I know that that was my biggest finding was that when I am trying to wrap things up and my daughter's coming home and I have that dance of that kind of mom guilt, if you will, that my blood sugar was going up into the 140s. So a total diabetic range just from that adrenaline cortisol peak. Um, So I found ways to then modify my lifestyle, take a shift from the timing of my clinic, starting earlier, ending earlier, taking more GABACOM preemptively, even though I maybe didn't feel the need and then saw the impact on how that brought my blood sugar nicely back down to maintain in the 90s instead of peaking up so high and then staying in that 70 to 90 range. Um, So if you're wondering what's going on with your blood sugar, this would be a good fit for anyone who is doing a ketogenic diet 
or who has been diagnosed as a pre-diabetic or is a diabetic and really wants to take the harness or the reins of control over their own health and really understand how lifestyle, supplementation, stress, sleep, and exercise have an impact on blood sugar response. This is another way where Becky and I in clinic will work with people with our berberine boost, or as I mentioned, the GABA Calm, or Calm and Clear, or even Relax and Regulate, and see clinical outcomes when they add these things in. Relax and Regulate, helping to balance those blood sugar levels while they sleep through the night. Um, calm and Clear throughout the day, and then berberine boost, maybe if they're having a carb at their evening meal, because that helps them sleep deeper, and it all kind of comes together. So this is a really great way to get that individual information and so much more empowering than just your three-month average hemoglobin A1C to really see real-time what's going on. So our friends at NutriSense offer you two different options. You can go to NutriSense.io slash AllieMillerRD. And when you go to that landing page, you'll see my face on the page. You scroll all the way down and you'll see a special offering for podcast listeners where you can get a CGM for just $175. What's really beautiful is NutriSense allows you this medical device without a prescription from a doctor. So you will provide them some basic information on yourself and then they're going to fill that for you and it just comes right to your door and you just put it on yourself and go from there um, and so you can get the meter for 175 or you can use the code AllieRD when you use the code AllieRD you will save $30 off your first month of a subscription plan so you can use AllieRD at checkout for your subscription to save $30 or go to NutriSense.io slash AllieMillerRD and that's where you can get that one-time use for $175 such a fabulous tool. I just used one as my um, opt-out of the oral glucose tolerance test screening for gestational diabetes. And it was so much easier than last time when I did seven days of four times a day finger pricks. I yeah. honestly don't think I would have been able to gather all that data um, <laughs> running around after a toddler <laughs> right? No this doubt. time around. So. And we'll link our YouTube video, yes. which has a lot of information. If you've been CGM curious, um, our YouTube video, um, and make sure you go on over and subscribe to the Naturally Nourished YouTube channel. Uh, we have one all about kind of a CGM unboxing where um, we actually put it on my arm during the video and talk about troubleshooting ranges and goals and how we use it in clinic. So go on over and check that out and then let NutriSense know that you learned about them through the Naturally Nourished podcast when you go to NutriSense.io slash AllieMillerRD. All right, now that we've got all that out of the way, let's get into the fun stuff. Um, so for listeners that missed it, Allie took a full six weeks off work um, in all of June and, and into July. So I want to hear how it was and what your favorite experiences were. Yeah, this was totally new to me because I joke, but it's true. When I had Stella, I distinctly remember, because I had an emergency C-section, um, still being hooked up to a morphine drip uh, while answering emails. <laughs> so you should read those emails. I, <laughs> they made I mean, sense. I, I'm I sure mean, they did. <laughs> the surgeon when he was sewing me up was like, "You are the most cognitively sound." I was talking to him about inositol PCOS, and yeah. PCOS and <laughs> testosterone levels. And yes, he was like, "What is happening?" Um, but no, I, I uh, you know, different stage of life. I think at that time of new motherhood felt like I didn't have the ability to take time off necessarily. And I had all these cubs to feed. I had six people on payroll, mm -hmm. um, all full time. And um, I just didn't give myself the, the much needed rest that I needed at that time, which was not a good choice. So I've kind of had a little bit of angsty relationship with that. And this is Stella's first summer. So I told myself, you know what? I am going to take kind of like a half maternity. I'm gonna give myself six weeks off and totally just connect with my daughter. And this was because past times with Montessori school, she went all year round. And so her having a full summer ending in May and not going back till August, I said, you know, it's gonna really tear my heartstrings to keep working clinic and, and feel like she's, you know, kind of watching shows mm -hmm. and not doing these enriching things. And so I started my sabbatical right after Stella's kindergarten graduation, which was amazing. Um, she goes to a really sweet school. Um, they had like a brass band at it and she marched down um, in the procession to Saints Come Marching In and had 
a beautiful scripture verse about honoring your mother and father, which I was like, good job, teacher, good choice for my daughter who's so strong-willed. And we pretty much went right from the heels of her graduation on a family vacation. Um, We went to Florida, the whole 30A area. So we stayed half of our time at Rosemary Beach and then the other half um, in Grayton Beach, which it was my first time at Grayton Beach. It's a historic village. Totally cool if you guys are familiar with the area. It's kind of by Destin and um, Palm Springs what is it Destin and I can't think of the other main town but anyway I want to say Palm Springs but I'm like I think Palm, Palm Springs is the California. one in Florida but I don't know that that's that close I think it's closer to Miami it's I by, don't know it's by I Destin haven't been there. and another what what's known as some other like spring break location okay. but it's this whole strip um so Grayton Beach is a little bit um west of Rosemary Beach and what's cool is most of the development on 30A is very new, like from the 90s onward. But Grayton Beach is like a historic beach village with like bungalows from like the 50s. And it just has kind of a cooler like hip vibe to it and kind of older um, culture, if you will. Um, so that was a really fun time too. And when we were there, we were able to meet up with another family that had another girl going into first grade. So Stella had like a beach buddy for the second half of the trip, which was really cool. Uh, so we celebrated Stella's sixth birthday on the beach tons of ocean time um we did two boat trips uh where we did dolphin swimming and snorkeling and it was just very chill that was like where i actually didn't bring my laptop for the first time ever really big deal on a vacation that's a huge deal yeah and so like for two weeks i literally like wasn't checking anything um and then from when we returned home and a lot of times in the ocean like just letting my body find the waves and like Stella was so brave this year that she wanted to get in pretty deep and like go out to multiple sandbars um so we just had a lot of adventure but also chill time and then as we arrived back home um just within two days of arrival I hosted a birthday party for Stella it was at an Airbnb so that was nice so I didn't have to like do a big necessarily clean up after that's a pro tip guys um and it was an Airbnb situation that had a pool because we're right now in a rental um so it was just a swim party with friends it was fairy mermaid theme which was pretty (laughs) fabulous Uh, I had mermaid wings um as did all the children and um it was just an awesome time we had a pinata that Becky picked out for her really pink pretty pink flower pinata with all the you know organic fillings and such um and then from there we'll get into a little bit I had a lot of stuff going on um and uh then pretty much right into KetoCon planning um because uh we had a Redmond co-party that we hosted that we told you guys about in episode 305 of the podcast where we talked about KetoCon experience. Um, but pretty much on the heels in mid-June, I had to start working on my, my keynote presentation and slides, um, the collaboration for the party and all the logistics with Redmond, um, working with their chef and incorporating some of my anti-anxiety diet recipes, fine t- fine tooth combing the guest list and um, what our team was going to do as far as promotions and giveaway. And um, then meanwhile, in that rest of June, before I ended my sabbatical, I had like three more different trips that I had to travel with tons of meetings for a new venture that I'm starting. Yes, because we all knew that you couldn't like be fully (laughs) unplugged from everything. You couldn't just like chill we were taking bets on like okay is it going to be a new book is it going to be yes Um, what's Allie coming out of sabbatical like ready to rip on and so let's share with listeners about this new venture the naturally nourished market yes so this has been kind of a brainchild of mine for a really long time actually um it's funny I was looking back in a binder as I was organizing my office during my sabbatical and Uh, Back in 2008, I had an entrepreneurial class as I was finishing up at Bastyr and I guess it was like integrated with like a food service component and our whole foods cooking and so we were putting together a business plan and I always had envisioned this vibrant space where there was a food as medicine experience. Um, so the naturally nourished market is locally grown produce, Texas raised meats and wellness inspired artisan goods. And, um, it's going to be an entry phase of kind of this big 
vision of mine. Um, and right now at its birth, we're really focusing on the importance of food security. Uh, so we're working directly with Texas producers and have been on site to with at least me or my other team members to every single partner's pasture to ensure that meats and animal products are actually raised humanely, that this is like that utopic vision when you think about knowing the names of your chickens, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that everything is truly free of amendment and growth hormone and antibiotic use and also extending to support some regenerative soil practices or holistic approaches to production, which as we talk about often on the podcast, yields, of course, the highest quality, most nutrient-dense meat available. And, you know, Becky and I have been big proponents of um, this snout-to-tail philosophy and eating local meats. And three years ago, we both bought deep freezers and shared a a half a cow. Um, And this is just kind of taking that to the next level. So our offerings will include um, anything that is basically ranch offered from Texas, including 100% grass-fed beef, raw milk um, available for members only, pasture-raised pork, chicken and eggs, and even turkey and wild game. Um, And then we're also going to have some household staples like bone broth, all the way to like non-toxic cleaning products and in-house made after-school snacks and Texas-produced chocolate and even wine for an indulgence. Uh, So we'll really have something for everyone. We will have about 50% of the model of this business is a membership model. So we will have meat boxes and produce boxes. So kind of like a community-supported agriculture, we're going to be curating weekly membership Monday pickup boxes and have two sizes based on your household size. And then the meat we're going to do similarly where you don't get to select. And that's the whole idea is we're curating so that you learn to incorporate OFAL or organs into your family's diet or you're learning to work with braising meats versus just the muscle meat so you're getting that glycine um, and all of the nutrient density that we find from eating more of a whole animal approach this also is really important with helping to keep our ranchers afloat during these times of really serious drought and food security issues with costs of feed and everything going up as well as a lot of efforts from the outside to shut down direct family farmers and ranchers. I mean, I can't tell you how many have told us that they're getting financial offers for their mm-hmm. land. Um, we know that you know Bill Gates right now is the number one land owner in our country and that China is buying up hundreds of acres as they can quickly. Um, and so it's really important for our security um, as well as, of course, our food security and our health to ensure that we're giving money directly to those that are feeding our families. And so a big part of the naturally nourished market is to correctly kind of make that hand connection of uh, being a space that provides an opportunity for these ranchers and growers to have temperature controlled environment, some consistency of forecasting so they're not just burning out on their farmers markets and getting inconsistent sure. um, you know, volumes of people as well as individuals just buying steaks and ground meat. I love that. And sign me up for a double share, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then so like 50% of it is going to be basically like members and you'll come on Mondays and have a pickup. And then um, we're going to do all sorts of fun stuff like a monthly membership meetup where you'll meet the maker. So we'll have um, our friends at Hamilton Pool Farms do a wine tasting or, you know, Kaz and Anthony, which have been on the podcast on 301 um, from Salumaria, uh, Salumaria, excuse me. I always want to say that the wrong way. Salumaria. Um, to do tastings of their delicious cured meats that uses, of course, rainbow chard uh, instead of nitrites. Um, And so the idea, again, is like really understanding who's fueling our households and families and getting to know the community so that we have direct links. There's not this dissected connection to how we're feeding our households and families. And then um, from Tuesday to Friday, we will have a grab-and-go style market. So pretty much kind of standard hours from 9 to 5. We have country hours out here. We don't have to be in the city hustle, which I love so much. Country hours, 9 to 5, Tuesday through Friday. And um, that's where you can come and pick up our Mediterranean tuna salad and a kale salad side or um, pick up a bottle of wine or buy carnitas, pork shoulder, because you didn't get that in your share, as well as um, we'll have grab-and-go produce um, and 
yeah, I'm just super, super excited. And eventually I envision having also like every four to six weeks a um, class that members will have savings on, but the public will be able to take. And so I'll probably be teaching some in-person food as medicine classes, maybe on fermenting or bone broth making um, or just, you know, immune support for the season. Um, And then we'll also have other people in the community like our beekeepers or people talking about um, chicken keeping and so much more. Um, I'm super excited about this artisan gluten-free baker. Um, It's called Bread-ish and it's a fabulous product um, that's super clean. So we'll have like her baguettes and stuff there. Um, yeah, just, I'm just really excited. It's a place that I'm going to want to hang out at and, um, offering all of the things that I love to eat and just kind of a total landing space for everything Allie approved. I'll be making the drive from Austin for that because we just don't have any, that's like hip and whatever Austin as Austin is, there's nothing like that here and, and really not a lot like that in Texas. Right. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That I'm aware of anyway. So I know this has pretty much been a vision since buying your land. Um, You know, you were trying to envision and and set up a market or co-op model. So this has been in the works, you know, in some capacity for a couple of years. Yeah. I kept trying to get other people to do it. And then I realized I just had to do it. Correct. (laughs) That's That's how it goes. That's the lesson of today's episode. Tip number one. (laughs) Yes. Be the the change. Be Be, the doer. Be the doer. (laughs) Number one. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it required um, the right place, the right time, and the right people. And that all just really started to manifest. And uh, it's been a really beautiful kind of piece of place as I've tried to not kind of dampen my spirit with the censorship that goes on online and with social media and the suppression of sharing truth to also understand that God is sovereign and, and God always has us you know this is this surrender of like things don't happen for an accident there's mm-hmm. there's constantly always you're I'm, I'm in his hands and it is to be trusted and so I think that sometimes when one door opens another door one door closes another door opens that right. kind of scenario and the ability to get off of like the stuff on the Instagram and the stories and stuff has allowed me the space to really root deeper with community directly um Stella's school has been fabulous and just being in a smaller rural community with more like-minded individuals has made it so easy to to have a direct knowing that this not only should happen but it needs to happen and I need to kind of get on the bus and and go um and and as far as place and people um you know I think that this is really another beautiful way of 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 all things happening for a reason so uh the two partners in this venture Chelsea and Kaz um so Chelsea is a naturally nourished ambassador um and so she has a great knowledge of our naturally nourished supplement line um, she's a passionate gardener and she has a pretty good uh like rural homestead model you know they're on well water she has chickens um, and she is a really fabulous community connector the first time i met her in person actually um we were talking and talking about the bad season and freedom and i said something about oh well i wrote this book and you know we were talking about the parasympathetic nervous system and how you know you could feel anxiety in the grocery stores and just this 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 dirty energy that wasn't mine and that vibration and not wanting to hold that in my space and and she said what's your wait what's your name again and i said ali and she goes Allie what? And I was like, Allie Miller. And she made the funniest big eyes and she was like, stop it right now. She's like, I have your supplements at my house. <laughs> this is before, of course, she was an ambassador. We know all of our naturally nourished ambassadors very intimately. But, um, you know, this is before she was an ambassador and she was just like, stop it. My best friend's going to freak out. We listen to your podcast all of the time. Um, and it was like a really cool, it wasn't like a like you know, just fangirl. It was like, yeah, yeah. oh, we immediately, that means that we we think like-minded in so many ways. Sure. And um, our, our families started connecting and hanging out more and more. And I think probably the fourth time we hung out, I told her about, oh, you know, I'm, I'm really wanting a couple friends to get going on starting this co-op, this, this market model. Um, and then like the next time we hung out, she's like, I haven't been able to stop thinking about the market and I need to be involved. How can I be involved? What could I do? It'd be such an honor. What can I do? And so... Her and I kind of took the bull by the horns as of, uh, I think, November, December of this past year and started the process. So we LLC'd and started looking at spaces and conceptualizing things. And just as we started to get super overwhelmed with the idea of, because I said right away, like, I am 
going to be like a brainchild and I will vet everything and help us put it together. But I do not have the capacity like Brady and you and probably everyone else. Becky was like, please don't take on anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Poor choices. Poor choices. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So I right away was very blunt and was like, no, no, like I can do this conceptually. I can put in a max of five hours a week, um, but none on the floor as like a manager or, you know, if we do hire more staff, I cannot be involved in anything HR or any of that capacity. I will like curate, you Mm -hmm. know, and be the visionary and help as an investor. Um, So as I was talking to Kazmira, Kaz, um, from Sulamaria at brunch one day because they moved to Wimberley as well. Again, it all is happening. Um, I was saying, you know, I, I just need some, we just need one other person to help Chelsea. It's too much for her to take on to just be the sole employee, like working the floor. And, you know, we need someone that knows about my supplement line because uh, Kaz and Anthony have done now the Beat the Bloat cleanse and the 10 day detox. And they relied heavily on the naturally nourished supplement line during their COVID infections. And their whole household is pretty up to date on all the things. And of course, our tenants of food is medicine. And, you know, she knows everything about pasture raised everything because yes. they've learned the learning curve from experience. Um, and I'm sitting here talking to her and I'm like, you know, I just really need someone like you, but like not you because you're super busy. And like she takes a drink and like puts down her cup and she's like, well, why not me? Um, and I remember just this like buzz in my body yep. being like, that's exactly, um, this is it. We're going mm-hmm. like full steam ahead. Um, she's so calm and thoughtful and engineer by trade, very thorough. And and this is just a really good kind of trifecta of balance um, between the three of us. So um, yeah, we've kind of hit the ground running and now we are like in demo process and the opening date plan is September 12th. I'll keep you all posted and I'm sure I will start to share a little bit more on my social and um, we did start the account Naturally Nourished Markets. You can follow along there on social and uh, we will probably have an opening party on September 11th, I believe, that Sunday. So all right. stay tuned. It's Noah's birthday, so I yes. guess it'll be his birthday party too. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, after you do like the planned one, then you'll have to of just like, come Yeah, we'll in. come out for yeah. sure. We wouldn't miss it. And we'll so serve excited. you spicy stuff and put you on your head so you can have exactly. that other baby. Exactly. Yep. I'll be ready <laughs> for sure. Um, so super, super exciting stuff. Couldn't be more pumped for this to be available and to like personally know the people in the driver's seat. Oh, yeah. So, um, you know, imagine being able to like shop at a market where Allie Miller has approved every single product on the shelf like that's amazing yeah um but what's been just the biggest challenge or learning curve so far and I'm sure there's many to come between now and September yeah (laughs) yeah I mean I feel like all of it um you know I swore off brick and mortar meaning like you know like a physical location and I feel like that was the best choice I've ever done for my medical clinic um but again I'm having this kind of redefining of wanting to get back into community. I feel like almost even pre-bad season, I kind of retreated in 2017 and was working out of my home office since then. And um, I think that that's in Austin why we had a hard time networking and creating community roots Mm. because I also signed two book deals in that time and then was like flying to go speak and was just on, on, on and didn't have the time to like sink my my heels in. Um, And so I'm I'm really into this concept of need the need for direct community and connection. And I think probably a lot of listeners that resonates with them. Um, and so maybe that's like the, the second, um, tip is like, you know, understanding when things recalibrate and being okay with something that didn't work initially and redefining that. Um, or, you know, I love to use the word pivot. So, Mm -hmm. you know, like pivoting when we hit a roadblock, um, but goodness, I mean, I think that the biggest learning curve is like all of the like HACCP plans, (laughs) Like oh man, food safety. Yeah, I've been things there. I've been and, there. And permits, <laughs> yeah. and I mean, we didn't really have to do a lot of that with my clinic. Right. Um, and so, uh, layout and design for the remodel. Um, we we were in Houston for a couple days, um, looking at a couple market models, and then bought all of our equipment. Um, from a secondhand place so it could be more sustainable and yes. also yep. affordable. Yep. Um, and so we got like a lot of um, those like grab and go fridges from um, where like Dollar General had sold them to this vendor. Um, so we went out to his 6,000 square foot warehouse and kind of went shopping. Um, Stella got a popcorn maker for free out of it. So she's pretty stoked. I didn't know, know that. No, like that. Oh, yeah. 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 So we can do like <laughs> ghee, you know, popcorn, uh-huh. G- ghee, non-GMO, organic popcorn in our um, media room coming soon. 
that I, will not be at the market. Not at the market. I heard there was like a slushy machine at the market. There is. Though. Yeah. <laughs> very excited about that. You probably heard it from Chelsea because she's like, yes. stop. Yep. Stop. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the visionary. Like, Byron is like, I'm going to find out how to clean those because you have to make sure you keep them Yes, clean. you do. Um, hypochlorous. You know, we'll be fine. Um, but yes, we're going to make like a lavender lemonade slushy. Um, so big, big vision is having a lot of like after school snacks. Um, and again, there's in our community just not a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll have that. And then we talked about doing like the banana bolt um, and incorporating the grass fed way. So having like a cold brew with coconut milk and either date or frozen banana. We have to see how that works with maintaining, um, preventing separation because they do churn. You can yeah. get away with most yeah. smoothies. So I think we'll basically rotate like one of my smoothie recipes every couple weeks through there. Um, and then maybe have a caffeinated option um, for there, there's a hair salon right next door. So I think we got to keep those ladies fueled. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um, and it's a, I didn't mention it's a, an A-frame, just freestanding building um, in an area called the Junction, which is um, between Wimberley and San Marcos. Um, so it's a really great location for kind of people passing through and grabbing all of their things. But even with the challenge challenges that have come, um, like with our demo, we signed the lease um, on 7-1 and the demo started that day because we had a contractor like in our pocket. And again, it's just such a like, God, this is supposed to happen thing because all the right people keep lining up, all the right circumstances keep happening. Um, we just so happen to pretty directly know the owners of this entire junction space. And so they're on board with doing a lot more updates than we probably would see with another relationship. Um, our contractor, uh, Chelsea met him at a CBD store when she was looking at another space and trying to understand the management of that space. And, um, you know, she shared a little bit about our mission of, you know, bringing whole real foods to the community and connecting us with our ranchers and growers and, um, keeping in business, the people that are doing the hard work for our food sustainability. And he shook her hand and he was like, any friend of, you know, helping this community and, and digging roots into this community is a friend of mine and I'm going to do your work and I'm going to do it at the best price that I can offer you. And so he's been like on call, ready to rock and so amazingly helpful. So shout out to John. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've mentioned God a couple times here. Back in episode 268, I really talked about, you know, my process of finding Jesus and the way that God really cracked open my heart. And I think that this has really played a central role in the way that I look at decision making. Like, is this for his glory? And is this for my ego? Um, and that's kind of a bit, very good discernment. Discernment, yeah. Um, so it's like you know, of course, like putting a book out would definitely be helpful for other people. Um, but there, there's a lot more for me ego that has to go into that, the working and selling myself versus this is like sitting back and supporting and selling others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really liking that shift of energy. Um, it's a lot less stressful. Yep. I feel like I'm lifting up versus having to like pull myself up from the bootstrings. Um, and yeah, it's just been a, a great shift. On, I mean, I can feel it neurologically even like all this stuff is going on, but I don't feel that adrenaline stress. And I had that adrenaline stress for sure, pre-ketocon and getting yeah, on stage yeah, yeah. And, and that type of energy. Yeah. And as you move further into the remodel, you may need some GABACOM and common oh, cleaner. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, you know, within all of this, you're also building a house, yeah. um, a custom home. And, you know, that requires time with like selecting everything down to like yes. every single little fixture and the light switches. And you've told me all kinds of crazy things. That I'm like, I didn't even know you could do that in right. a house. Um, so a lot going on during your downtime, but let's just talk about what you've been doing to really create a reset, what new routines you've set up and how you're still maintaining your chill somehow through yeah, all of this. Yeah, you are, you know, sort of. Yeah, I feel <laughs> it. No, like I, it. I do feel pretty chill, more so than past times for sure absolutely yep um so yeah i mean like i said i'd have to say the god things 100 Mm percent for sure um but uh one of the big things is surrendering to play more um and really being more present with stella uh because she has just such a light bright spirit and um finding um i don't know connection through her innocence and joy through her joy and just experiencing her fully Um, Talk about releasing the mom guilt shame when you're super present with your children. And uh, she's been really hilarious in these last, I think we kind of created these personas when she was four and a half, but they've really come out um, where I am Maddie and she's BB. And I think we learned about them from the book Aliosaurus, so we can link it for a good read. Aliosaurus is a book about a girl who is bossy and isn't 
monitoring her emotions and that's Maddie. And so back um, a couple years ago when we first read that, she'd want to play Maddie and, um, you know, the whole, go through the whole book, basic scenarios yes, of I like, remember now you give me her, rules yeah. and you tell me <laughs> you can't do that. You need to play this way and no. And then she'd like kind of stand up. Well, now we're just like Maddie and BB besties. And so um, just everything we do, it's funny. It'll be a random time and she'll turn the corner and she'll be like, Maddie, is that you? And then I'm like, oh, I have to be Maddie. I'm like, yeah, hey, baby, what's up? My dad said I could have five sleepovers in a row. Are you so excited? You know, and it's just like hilarious. And her being an only and not having siblings um, really helps me to have to do that because I, you know, and I think that that's another wonderful welcomed challenge that if she had a sibling, I'd be like, go play with your brother Mm -hmm. or sister. And like, I'm going to keep doing my thing. Um, But I've really had to surrender. And then just like more time of like her laying on my chest and reading books and just Feeling your child's heart rate, I feel like, is such a grounding, you know, weighted blanket for sure. Yes, yes. Um, Of course, on the supplement side of things, I have maintained and I had to check myself because I wasn't taking as much Calm and Clear. You know, I always, I feel like I've talked about this 17 times now on the podcast, but I was like, you know, I'm not in clinic, do, 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 things are mellow. I'll go down to three or four a day. Well, my body still likes six and it likes six to nine, you know, so (laughs) nine on the higher days, six on the chill days. Uh, So consistency with calm and clear to keep that pendulum swing of maintaining that parasympathetic balance to that sympathetic stress fight or flight mode, adaptogen boost to stay fierce and resilient at times of stressors. So four a day of that. And then, um, yeah, I definitely went for GABA Calm during KetoCon um, times, even from like the prepping for the pre-party and definitely on the days when I'd have to go on stage or, you know, really be quote unquote on. Um, and then relax and regulate, I haven't adjusted. I've always kept that with 1.5 scoops at bed. Um, that's just my kind of consistency there. Yep. Okay, and then exercise. I know you added on horseback riding this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So not just true to sabbatical, but in these last six months yes. for sure. Um, so I've continued dancing, and Becky and I have mused on how dance keeps us alive, we swear. Yes. Uh, because it is such a, a truly physiological release of where we hold tension in the body, and not just tension from neuromuscular, but also like trauma or emotions, and blockages, anger, frustration. Uh, and so we continue to dance weekly and Chelsea and Kaz also dance so that's been a really cool like sisterhood Um, and they were dancing preceding even us you know starting this venture of the naturally nourished market Uh, and I will say I went to a recent retreat with Dr. Deb I'll link Deb Kern's guest episode on here we talked about movement as medicine Um, I can't say enough good things about her and what she does and then I'll also link um, my friend Jody's website uh, blissfully awake that's who we actually dance with Um, and she is looking at doing a lot more offerings in the fall of fun daytime retreats and such Jody's also a naturally nourished ambassador Um, and so if you're looking to work with Becky and I and you're like we're really booked out and you just want support on like a 10-day detox or something like that um, it's definitely something that you can consider reaching out to her Um, but at my I did a recent retreat with Deb just a couple weeks back and what came to me as the like message was play Mm -hmm. and so that to me kind Mm -hmm. of re-resonates this whole thing with Stella of like find your release through fun Um, and play is is such a way of remembering what life is all about you know joy Um, and so I've been dancing weekly I've been doing Pilates twice a week and um, met a wonderful woman early on from moving out to hill country and we call it patriotic Pilates and it's just like a stitch and bitch group where we just (laughs) rant and release about things going on politically and do Pilates and get really cut Um, and then I picked up horseback riding in Blanco um, and that's been incredible just um, it's an Aussie Texan who teaches me and um, she's just a character herself like an actual cowgirl like like when cattle gets loose she like goes and ropes them and stuff like like for work Um, and she breaks horses basically so she makes jokes she'll be like the men get drunk on whiskey and buy horses because they're pretty and then they almost kill themselves and then they bring them over to me (laughs) and I have to teach them how to be able to be you know road you know these are like you know mares and stuff that haven't been yeah so uh she's so cool and Stella just rode with me uh, a little bit um and had an amazing time and that was really cool bringing her into that um a lot of time outside even though it is like 100 plus degrees 
it was nice to kick it off in Florida a little cooler and, and get in that ocean salt life. Um, but now a lot of times in the river, um, we have passes at Blue Hole out here where it's 68 degrees. And so Brady and Stella and I go at least once a week where we even just jump off the dock if we even just go for 45 minutes. Um, it's incredible and it, it really resonates that I cannot wait for my saltwater pool. Um, and we'll share more about that when that's happening. Um, and uh, yeah, so movement, outside time, play, and then for sure, prayer, surrendering to God's sovereignty, I think is the easiest, maybe not easiest, sometimes the most difficult, but the most um, potentially influential um, ways to feel calm. Um, and, you know, we, we, talk about how the word fear is really not used often in the Bible and if it is it's it's in the note to not fear um, trusting that God is always in charge and that um, I can approach my problems with creativity and joy versus angst and this need to mm-hmm. troubleshoot or solve um, you know my pastor will often be like you know you can't be surprised with who's in the White House you know regardless of t- terms so not just saying you know Biden or Trump or anyone it's like God's sovereign so it's just you just have to trust all the things um, and there are two specific scripture um, that uh, verses that I'll read and that I pulled for today's episode that I think kind of resonated and I'll also link a couple sermons um, from the church that I attend um, but one is from Book of Romans which Book of Romans was the first one that really kind of God grabbed my heart and, and reformed me um, and this is 12.2 Romans and it's do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is his good pleasing and perfect will um, and so we actually put that on the mantle of our house um, we're building, of course. And so the bones of our house, when the frame was put in, we went around each room and had an intentional scripture verse um, to just kind of put in the space and, you know, bathe it in the blood of Jesus type of thing. Um, and then this is from Book of Matthew, which is funny. Danny Vega referenced to me when we were sharing um, just updates in the world. Um, saw Danny and Maura at KetoCon. And um, we've been corresponding throughout the whole bad season and, you know, very same page of like, okay, we're going to get through it. (laughs) Um, And so we gave them huge hugs, of course. And and they were like, okay, send me your coordinates, like for real. So we can come visit. Um, And uh, anyway, we we were talking and he said to me, hey, did you, Maura Maura picked up that she feels like you found Jesus. And I was like, yeah, for sure. Um, And I was just talking about transformation and whatnot. And we were talking about, um, you know, from Matthew um, chapter 11, um, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light, um, where Jesus is sharing, you know, come to me, all of you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Um, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble of heart, and you will find rest, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Um, And that surrendering, often we want to be the ones to solve problems, and I think that's a broken part of today's culture and when I was in my teens and 20s and even leading up to this past, you know, year and a half, um, I was always trying to take, I was wanting to manifest. I'm like very affirmation of I can do it on my own. It's me. And that's ego. And that's secular. That's of the world, not of God. Um, and so I've had a really big transforming shift um, knowing that regardless of circumstances, I can find surrender and trust. Um, and I believe very strongly that this is a big part of, of balance and healing and We've talked forever about filling the void, if you will, you know, um, but often I think, you know, for many people listening, if you haven't looked into it, that the the void could be God. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So love that. that's huge. Yeah. All right. Evangelical Al. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. So good. Okay. And I want to make sure we go more into other ways that listeners can reset and recharge. Um, but before we go there, let's just share... Um, some updates on the progress of your orchard and gardens and homestead situation. Yeah. So I shared a little bit on our water episode, which we can share that link in today's show notes uh, about our well. So our well is in and we're currently trenching our electricity. So our well house is down by the orchard. Um, And so the well is going to be our secondary water source for our home. And we're using rainwater as our primary water source for our home. Um, I I weigh out all the pros and cons of that in that episode on water. So check that out. But um, the well is down by the orchard, chicken coop, and gardens. And we are trenching 18 inches deep, um, which is a lot through limestone. Um, 
it doesn't just take a shovel, I've learned. <laughs> um, so the electricians and their crew are doing that. Um, and that's carrying from the well house to the chicken coop, to the garden beds, and to the greenhouse. And so we'll have um, a spigot basically set up because we'll run our water in the same trench as our electricity. So we'll have electricity so we can put fans for the chickens or, you know, warmers if we have an incubator section. Um, also for greenhouse if we need different temperature thresholds and such and um, electricity if we wanted to do something in the evening or string some lights and such for yeah. vibes. Sounds like you'll um, love that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then we'll have um, spigots as far as running our water line also at each of those three central areas. So obviously we can like um, easily reset the water for the chickens, spray out the chicken coop with a high-powered hose, um, be able to, of course, um, irrigate all the beds. So we'll run trench irrigation that's a little, not the 18 inches, but probably just four to five inches deep into the base of our beds. Um, and uh, we have all those structures built, not the beds, but we have the greenhouse built, the chicken coop built, and um, the well house built with the storage equipment and our storage tank for our well. And then um, I am meeting now with Tammy from Hamilton Pool Vineyards. She's going to be coming on the podcast soon. We mused all about her in the Women's Wellness Retreat where we talked about how she taught us about herbal infusions. She's an herbalist and she uses biodynamic farming um, at their Hamilton Pool Vineyard uh, farm. Uh, so they have a produce CSA. They're also going to be a partner of ours at the Naturally Nourished Market. We'll be selling their wine and their produce. Um, and I'm even trying to get her to make tinctures. I'm like, here's like, just yeah. make me some other oh, stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I could sell it for you. Oh, she totally uh, could do that. Yes, That's a great idea. I think she will. I think I got all sorts of stuff for her to do that. That'll be great. Um, and so we'll have her on the podcast and y'all will definitely love her and learn more about kind of biodynamic farming in general. We've talked a lot, a lot about regenerative agriculture, but biodynamic practices um, really work with the um, brainchild or developer Rudolf Steiner who um, also did the um, education, what's the school? Um, Waldorf education. So he started Waldorf education and biodynamic farming. And um, there's a lot of just beautiful ties into, he was Christian and he also was a scientist and um, he uh, follows moon cycles and, you know, all sorts of different connections to maintaining fertility in the soil and such. Um, So we're, for instance, like as we're clearing our cedar, um, for the pool to go in, we are keeping all that mulch and using some of that as mulch and then some of it as biochar to sequester and bring in more carbon. Um, and then the um, beautiful oak trees, of course, we're going to keep that wood to use in our house for fires and such. But um, how we're able to just kind of really look at the uh, imprint of the about 15 acres that we're on and how we can really work with the land. So right now we are going forward with soil testing and building the garden beds and um we are ordering our soil we're using geo growers which is who i used in austin also yeah yeah yeah. they're a great company so anyone in the texas area i'll link them in the show notes as well um they have many different soil blends um they have a really good garden blend um and then tammy's gonna actually be doing seed starts for me this round since we're not living on site i won't be able to use my greenhouse just yet um and so then i'll just be transplanting so she's basically kind of pre-growing all of my little beauties in her perfect environment Um, and then mid-September is when we'll be transplanting into our garden beds and we're looking at for fall arugula beets broccoli cabbage carrots cauliflower celery kale lettuces Um, we might give a try at potatoes Um, radishes for sure Um, good varieties of those Uh, spinach chard turnips and then all of the herbs and then I'm also going to do at least one planting garden of like zinnias or something fun just for flower clippings and you know yeah I threw in some flowers this year yeah I've made like three tiny arrangements and it feels worth it. <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> You've got a lot more space though, yes. but super exciting. And then what about the orchard? When yeah. is that happening? So we hope to move in by Christmas is the plan. And I'm just going to say that it is happening. Um, so I hope to have a Christmas tree at the new house. And if that is the timeline, then most certain we will be um, doing the orchard part in February or March, which is kind of following the seasons anyway. And then I'll be getting the chickens in March. So in the orchard, we're going to have figs, peaches, um, apples, pomegranate, plum, olives, satsuma, kumquats, lemons, and key limes, Meyer lemons. And um, we're going to play with blackberries as well. And then we would get the chickens in March. And yeah, it's wild because 
sometimes it feels like the timeline is taking forever, but also, I mean, all of this comes out of dreams and visions that I've held for over a decade. Right. Like when Brady and I first got together, like, you know, our dates would be going to farmer's markets and like, you know, volunteering at the co-op. And when I first went to Bastyr, he was the sustainability manager at a greenhouse operation working on their composting. And um, then he came and farmed in Washington and um, it's just interesting to think like, wow, you know, we thought we had gotten so far away, but like we boomeranged right back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, we were like uh, for so long. I remember time in my career with everything happening and being like, oh, well, definitely if we ever like make it, we're going to get a second home in New York City and like have like a Manhattan space for like gigs and, and, and things. And I'm like, I would never. <laughs> no, I don't think I'll ever go back there ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it's just wild to just think how, you know, a very full circle. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and honestly, sometimes I feel I need to be pinched it's just a blessing and really cool to see all the hard work coming into fruition right and just so much bigger and on a grander scale than you know when you were talking about getting chickens in your last house and it would have been like four chickens in a backyard where you're making it work but you know this is going to be the dream (laughs) yeah like I think I'll be able to overlook from my wine deck um and well I I will and see it all happening and sit out there and do some yoga and stuff Yeah. yeah beautiful All right, so let's get into that a little bit, just um, some concrete-ish stuff um, for how to chase your dreams or, you know, go after that vision or or where to start if you're feeling stuck and, and there's something that you're wanting to manifest and do, but it's not happening yet. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that there's definitely a seeking to, to first solidify a part of the dream, right? So this could start with like more um, on your own stuff, like reading books, um, finding others that are doing what you want to do and trying to learn from them or under them. I always say and can't say enough, the whole give to grow mentality of like, you know, offer your services for free for the experience. Um, and so, you know, if something is in the world of, of, you know, you've always wanted urban chickens and you can find an organization in your area or you ask on next door and someone does have them, like, can I come help you clean the coop? Literally. Like I just, yeah. I, I, you know, like it's probably a good thing to do. I mean, you. I want to like learn about hands on <laughs> yeah. what, it, what is a broody chicken? What does that mean? And I'll have to do a whole episode on chickens yeah. eventually, I'm sure. Um, but that's something that's been really fun. Again, living out in this area, it's like the majority of my friends have some form of animal livestock mm-hmm. of some sorts. Um, so really submersing yourself in the culture of which you want to participate in, um, volunteering, learning through experience. Um, I would absolutely second think formal education if it's not required for the dream. Um, yeah. So we hear this all the time from like our naturally nourished ambassadors of like, okay, I have two kids. Should I go back to school? Right. Or what's the next to get- certificate? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I just think it's it's like challenge yourself to, to know. Um, and again, be the doer versus the knower. Because at the end of the day, I mean, we talked a couple episodes back, um, Alan, um, who we talked about on the importance of soil, um, how he was a, uh, what did he call himself? Tenure professor or what did he call himself? Uh, recovering academic academic I yeah. think yeah a recovering academic um and you know I'm seeing this time and time again how we're learning that um you know individuals that are in academia have to speak through a cultural mouthpiece um and so it's really hard to be counterculture when you're in an academic environment of a, a cultured mouthpiece that is funded by organizations that are man- maintaining what is true um and so when we're talking about the world of medicine you know harvard any any of these medical schools so many of them have already been bought out by pharmaceutical companies so the only things we're going to learn about is these cherry-picked studies that support the use of polypharmacy etc um and so i think getting out there and doing <laughs> versus just learning um, is a really good way to kind of weed out the bullshit. Um, I think that as far as like financial freedom, the biggest piece of advice I could say is equity in real estate. Um, I mean, I think that that should be a strong investment over putting your money into school. If you are able to put any money down on a bungalow or any form of real estate, don't hold it for more than three to five years, sell it, take that profit and put that into your dream. It's going to pay off versus putting money into school, school, school. So, I mean, that that's one of my big things of like, when I watch the trajectory, this will be our seventh house or sixth house um, that we'll have owned and, and every house folded into a house. That's mm-hmm. the only way that we've been able to grow and expand. And I would not be able to have bought the land with cash had I not 
you know, folded my houses into my houses. So I think equity in that sense is a strong consideration, even with everything that's going on, probably more stable than um, stock market. That's just a, yes. that's my financial <laughs> advice of the day. Um, Man, we're going to have to have a podcast on Ali has a real estate moment. You do. you got a lot of gems. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but I mean, that, that's like, that's how, that's how I've been able to grow yeah. my clinic and everything yeah, yeah. Um, because of having that, that lucrative turn of, of being in a city and being able to sell city homes. Sure. Um, and they've only been the ones I've lived in. I haven't like acquired multiples. Right. Um, but anyway, um, writing down what you want to accomplish. So back into like tangible steps. Let's start with the first one of writing down what you want to accomplish. So, you know, you don't want to keep your hopes and dreams in your head. That makes them really easy to ignore or to just bottle up and feel frustrated with. So there's actual research to support this. There was a psychology professor at Dominican University of California and um, she performed a research study that found that 70% of participants who wrote down their goals or checked in with their friends about their goals, so told others about it, right, sharing their, their um, vision, um, reported successful goal achievement compared to only 35% of those who kept their goals to themselves and didn't write them down. You're bringing me back to like Lululemon days. We used to have to post our like one year, five year and 10 year goals and Ooh. share them not only with our coworkers, but also they were on the wall for our customers to see. Wow. Well. Yeah, that is. That's, yeah. Um, the second one I would say is like, if you want to take that a little bit further, creating a vision board. Um, but within that, so you're like taking your, your vision or goal, right. And, and making it a little bit more tangible, but I really think defining your core values along with that, because often what was our vision may not be congruent again with our current core sure. values. So making sure that that lines up and that's where I would pull in then your spirituality within this. Um, and so ensuring that your vision manifests the type of individual that you want to become or that you strive to be. Um, breaking each goal down into smaller steps. Um, so, you know, action is essential. You have to be in action mode to be checking off boxes. Um, so you might need to break down smaller steps if you're feeling paralyzed or like it's not progressing. So like, had we not made this leap, I would have had those four chickens in my backyard mm -hmm. <laughs> because it would have been a step towards the, the big sure. vision and, and a learning curve in the process. Um, staying positive, even with setbacks. Um, and also that goes back to the God part of trusting the setbacks. So yeah. trusting the setbacks and knowing that God is sovereign and that there's no such thing as a mistake or accident. Um, and that's like the most difficult one, I think, of human experience sure because is. we want to keep with our goals and yeah. like keep running our head up against the wall, even when you're hitting all these roadblocks. And that's where I think we really need to kind of pivot. Um, it reminds me of episode 129 way back, which is like still one of my top five favorites, running on adrenaline. And um, I mean, I definitely can say it would be interesting to re-listen. Goodness, I haven't. Have you ever re-listened a whole episode of ours? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> I know. I'd wonder what, because I was in a totally different life uh, time then. I think that had to have been 2018 when uh -huh. that was recorded. Um, and um, But I do know that in that episode, we talk a lot about like incongruencies. Mm -hmm. um, and so like if you're working a job that isn't your vision, how do you still make peace with the presence? And I think that that's really important, this staying positive, um, even with setbacks, but also learning what to pivot when you're getting signs that the setback is is continuing to close kind of type of thing. Um, and then along that vein, in some sense, um, the fifth kind of tangible would be learning from failure and adjusting accordingly. Um, so, you know, allowing ourselves to relearn and then, you know, again, recalibrate, adjust values um, or perceive failures as learnings, um, I think can be a really great way to just keep that dial moving towards dreams. I think that's some really good concrete-ish advice and, and certainly some inspiration for listeners to take away um, from today's episode. Uh, so as we bring today's episode to a close, do we, just like we do, you know, with a 10-day detox, um, what's something you've taken from your sabbatical that um, you'll maintain or strive to keep? And what is something from, I guess, prior to your sabbatical that yeah. you're going to release or remove? Okay, so I think the one thing that I'm going to maintain is that focus on play and fun. Um, I think I try to take myself way too seriously, way too often, um, and that just helps me to feel more alive. Laughter and um, staying super connected with Stella. Um, I've talked in other episodes, you know, about like getting out of that mind space of like surviving your child, but like really truly enjoying them as deeply as 
possible. And um, I don't mean that in a harsh way, but I just think sometimes as parents, when we get burned out, we just yeah. try to get through the day yeah. and we like watch the clock and we're like, okay, it's almost time for bed. I got this. Um, to do what? You know, to numb out in front of the TV. That's right. not what life is all about. Um, and so really surrendering to the play and um, being patient with pretend <laughs> and character shifts and all of that fun stuff. So that's something I'm going to hold on and white knuckle and be Maddie. <laughs> Be Maddie and BB. Surrender to Maddie and BB. Yes. Yes. (laughs) And then um, the thing that I would want to release or remove is, I guess, just um, anything that doesn't align with core values. Um, So just continuing to be ruthless in editing um, my time as my resource and my energy. And even if it seems to be a logical step forward in career growth, if it compromises my values, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I like that. I think that's a fabulous note for us to end on for today's episode. So as always, if you've enjoyed this episode of the Naturally Nourished podcast, please head on over to iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen. Go ahead and leave a five-star review along with a couple of sentences of why you love the Naturally Nourished podcast and go chase those dreams, guys. Yes, absolutely. And um, as Becky is going on maternity to end off this year, I know that we won't be doing any in-person events per se, but I know I will be doing some cool stuff at the Naturally Nourished Market. So make sure that you go on over there and follow over there. And um, I will try to keep you guys updated for anyone in the regional Texas area when something seems like it might be worth your while to drive on out to the country for. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Nourished podcast. Visit our blog at AllieMillerRD.com for recipes, wellness tips, and food as medicine meal plans. Connect with Allie and Becky at AllieMillerRD on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Until next time, stay nourished and be well.